Welcome to episode three of the Fight Rundown. And before we get into today's episode, I'd just like to say thank you for the support on the last one. It was a good episode, a longer one, but uh, appreciate it all. And uh, check out the Instagram, at the Fight Rundown. Follow the page, let people know about it, and just grow it. Obviously, you can always appear on it if you ever want to DM us, talk about it, anything you want to do fighting-related. But today's episode, we have two great guests. Uh, make sure to check out their Instagram. They're amazing. They've got a great podcast. And uh, yeah, to the boys from uh, Combat Thoughts. Go ahead, Robbie. Oh, hello. Good to be here. Excited for our trashing Conor McGregor episode. <laughs> I like how Robbie introduced himself as hello the same way he does our intros to the podcast. You love the <laughs> intros to the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Combat Thoughts. <laughs> it's the sultry voice for the introductions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Right, so to right. start off, I had some, basically, last episode I did these questions and uh, got a good response from it, so I thought, might as well do it again. Uh, yeah. Basically, this, this is just questions and scenarios, and um, we're obviously going to speak about Connor and everything that happened on Saturday <laughs> later, but first question is, does Connor McGregor still fight four times in the UFC this year? Four times this year in the UFC? Yeah. No, hard no. <laughs> no. Hard. Did he say he was going to do that? Where, where's the well, where's he the four said, he times? He said he wanted to fight seven times in fourteen months to Stephen A. Smith on ESPN. It was oh. his big fight island thing, wasn't it? I'm going to destroy Justin in sixty seconds. I mean, he got a six month suspension for that fight, so he'll get that down to about three or four months. The earliest we're going to see him back, and like the real earliest, is summer. I think he needs a bit of time to reassess. I, I don't think we're going to see him. I think he'll fight twice this year. Uh, has Connor ever fought seven times in a year? Uh, <laughs> and bear in mind that old Connor, like Connor at the start of the UFC, was all about short notice replacements, dropping in on stuff, because the whole point was he wanted to get, he wanted that star power to rock it up. Now that he's there, losses mean a lot more. He would be smart to leave it longer, uh, especially if he gets another loss. <clears throat> And the, the, the names that are being floated for him to fight, kind of, if it's not Diaz, people are saying uh, Tony Ferguson. That fight's tough. Like, you've got to prepare for that properly. You can't just take that bite lightly. So, no, I, th- I think he'll get one more fight in end of the year. If it's the Diaz fight, they'll drag it out so they can do big build-up. If it's the Ferguson fight, I think it might be a bit sooner. But I can't see him doing much. I think one, maybe two. But yeah, I, I think two, absolute max. I can't. I can't believe he said seven fights in 14 months. I laughed that off. And That's just unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> well, before the, before the fight, um, like a couple, about a month ago, I texted a few people saying, I guarantee McGregor has one fight in 2021. And it could be true. I don't know if he fights again. You know what I mean? If Manny Pacquiao apparently fighting Ryan Garcia. So, yeah, they you know what I mean? Wait. Yeah, that's the first one. I think we all agree about that's a no, right? Yeah, 100%. Uh, he might box up uh, Logan Paul or something, but... Oh, don't even mention on this podcast. He's <laughs> like KSI on this one if we're going to. And that's I was listening to uh, Jake Paul being interviewed by Ariel Hawani today. And, uh, he's just a dick. Come, we swear, we're good to swear. I'm not bothered. I just hate that guy so much. Jake Paul is the biggest. Oh. 
that guy's a rat. <laughs> That's what I, 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 do. I do. I do eight rounds with him. Oh, I quite easily would. I hope Ben Askin <laughs> takes him down and just gets disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that's happening. That is that's a joke. That's an absolute joke of a sport. I'm Askren with his fake hip now. I don't know how this is going to end. This is going to look bad on MMA, I think. Oh yeah. Have you seen all the memes about Ben Askren representing the UFC? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> so many, but they range wildly. Like some of them are harsh on Ben. Other ones are like, careful. He's a hero carrying yeah. Spider-Man with a Ben Askren face. If Ben Askren Ooh. wins against. Uh, Jake Paul, I'll buy the full Ben Askren UFC tracksuit from Reebok. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wear it all week. <laughs> if we're getting into memes early, the Bernie Sanders Connor knocked out meme is by far the best one I've seen for a Oh, month. I hate the memes, you know. I hate the memes. There's <laughs> <laughs> not oh. even a good memeable picture. Oh, people love that Sanders one. I don't understand why it's become such a meme. No, but, but the number and why in the MMA sphere the number of arm <laughs> bars I've seen Bernie Sanders pulling off over the past week wild. I think some. I think there was a UFC fighter actually got annoyed because uh, ben, he was arm barring someone and they replaced him with Bernie Sanders, and he's saying he wasn't getting his credit. <laughs> the arm bar. The props. <laughs> right. Next question is: If Dominic Reyes and John Jones have a rematch, who wins? John Jones, right? Uh, John Jones is the rematch champion. Not just John Jones, that whole camp is amazing at rematches. Yeah. Uh, like, find me one notable fighter from uh, Jackson Wink, had a rematch and hasn't like steamrolled their opponent every time. Like, yeah. they are an absolute masterclass at game planning. Them coaches and them notes. Have you seen the? Like the documentaries of their fight before the fight or after the fights, they literally have pages and books filled of like opponent notes. Yeah, I'll believe that. Yeah, I'll believe that. No, I think John Jones takes that convincingly. I mean, I I think the first fight was the absolute best you see Reyes. Yeah, and I I don't think there's only a few times in your career you hit that kind of upper echelon of above your skill set and like peaking and perfect. I think John Jones makes great adjustments. And if you're looking at John Jones now, now I'm not saying Mexican supplements was involved, but he's looking thick. <laughs> I, I he's literally done it all natural. It's like you get what I mean, he's taking his time with it. All that's muscle. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's all clean. Like, you know, you saw the testing all the time. He's completely clean. But yeah. he, that boy's thick. I saw his Instagram the other day. His back's huge. I think he's gonna be a massive heavyweight. I don't I honestly don't think he ever gets two or five again. Oh, no, I Adesanya think... has to go up to heavyweight if they're doing it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to do that either. <laughs> I don't think that's happening. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Um, uh, I, I think Izzy's... I think Izzy would consider taking it, but I don't think, like, heavyweight, uh, he, he, he's done almost everything there is to do there. I actually do think he lost the fight against Reyes. Uh, who, who else is there for him to fight? Yeah, Blahovich, but I doubt he'd come down. There's no point. It's not a money fight, is it? Yeah. Well, it's That's one it. fight. It's not to say that uh, that the Polish power isn't a legit threat to John. Not that it's not a great fight, but no if he's point. put on that much muscle, it's going to be hard work for him to come back down. And yeah. what's the motivation? Yeah. Not Any fight with Ngannou or Stipe at this point, he's getting way more pay-per-view money than he is for Blahovich. Yeah, I agree. 
Every, every heavyweight fight, he'll sell out as well. He's the baddest man on the planet, isn't it? Heavyweights. That's... It's the kudos, isn't it? I think his ego takes over now. I think he gets heavyweight, secures his body at a heavyweight frame and stays there. And I think he dominates. I think he does well at heavyweight. Yeah, I agree. He's, he, people forget how young he still is. He's not old. He's, he's like getting... 30, isn't he? He's like yeah, so just ridiculous. coming into his prime. Yeah. Right, next one is... Does Usman beat Burns on February? Well, who wins? Because I've actually seen a lot more people talk about Burns than I thought. Uh, I've got to give it to Usman on the face of it. I mean, I don't really know. Like, I, I'm not that familiar with um, Burns' style, really. I know that he's come on leaps and bounds and striking lately, and he's great at jiu-jitsu. But um, I kind of think that Usman's just... Usman's clearly a better wrestler, and, and oh, I don't know. I'm mostly just going with my gut, to be honest. I've not really got a good reason. <laughs> my mind's Usman because, especially in that Masvidal fight, he's great at spoiling the action. So everybody's now saying Burns is good, best stand up. He's really improved, but Usman can tie you up, put you against the fence, and kind of spoil it for a little bit. I think that's what he'll do. However, yeah. I have heard rumors on Twitter that. Uh, old Matt stories was that Burns used to get the better of him. So you don't know how psychologically that plays on your mind and if that's going to affect him. But if I had to put my money on it, I'd go Usman, five rounds, a lot of wrestling against the fence, a lot of kind of holding him kind of half guard, not really moving positions, bit of ground and pound, not taking any risks. Well, I saw this thing today and it says, well, I think Burns came out and said they've had over... 210 five-minute rounds with each other. Because they used to train together, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they were doing uh, South Florida together. I don't know how much that means, because obviously if you fight someone so much, you both know just as much as each other. But I'm not sure. The Matt stories are always dodgy as well, because Ben, yeah. ben Askren came out and said that Masvidal scared of him because of a, a wrestle they had in 10 years ago. Yeah, I mean, like, they just I made see, no yeah. sense at all. <laughs> I, I think Usman's got enough to be the spoiler. I... I yeah. I put money on it not being fight of the year, put it that way. All right. Every, every, <laughs> yeah, Usman, but... every Usman fight is guaranteed to put you to sleep if you really <laughs> Nah, you know what? I think Usman gets a really bad rap. Uh, and I think that what I'll say for Usman is that he fights to win. Yeah. He doesn't fight to entertain, he fights to win. Sometimes, like against Colby Colvington, that's fucking amazing. Oh, and I think you've got you've got to give it to him that he occasionally just has an absolute blinder of fight. Even against Woodley, I know it was a lot of cage wrestling, but it was that a was good amazing. fight. That was Yeah. Let me let me put a point there though, because Woodley was I, I found the Woodley fight more insane than Covington because I've never seen Woodley like that. But mm -hmm. The thing I hate about Usman is he comes out and goes, oh, I'm going to knock everyone out in first round. <laughs> Tyson Fury, you know what I mean? <laughs> don't say it if you're not going to do it. And then have an absolute sleeper of a match. But I don't know. Anyway, next one is if Brock Lesnar returned to the UFC, which is unlikely, but like I said, scenarios, does he go straight into the title fight? Ooh. I mean, probably, just depends who it is. Brock Lesnar's a, you know what, actually, it's not impossible he comes back to the UFC. That's the funny thing. He, he could he could he's come be, back. He's an absolute yeah. Every few years he pops up when he's renegotiating with the WWE. And he, if he wants a bit more money off the WWE, he's so currently speaking to Dana and maybe coming back. <laughs> I think he sells that many pay-per-views for the UFC. 
like he would just go in because the big one was they was always wanting to throw him in with DC last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Was, oh that yeah. Was so good. The, the, go to some, what is it? Talk now, sleep later, or something like that, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, oh, incredible. Promotionally, they probably would. He's getting up there in age though as well now, and I don't yeah. think it'd be the right thing to do. How old? How old is he? I don't know, but he's, he's been around. Late thirties, right? Yeah, he must be getting nearly forty. What I would say is heavyweights have a longer um, athletic prime than any other weight division by a long shot. Like how old? How old? Uh, Overeem, DC, uh, like lo- loads of them are heavyweights. He's he's yeah, yeah. The thing, is, the thing is, I'm a massive WWE fan. Like, I've always watched it. I still do. And Brock Lesnar will always have that draw. Like, the viewership does go up. And same with the UFC. People who watched it in 2010 will come back and watch a Brock Lesnar fight. Yeah. But, I, I think the UFC would be moronic to not making it a title fight because they can do what they want they're not regulated they don't have to make it fair and even and like how many fights is he going to come back for probably one and like so why not make it the biggest fight you possibly can champ heavyweight championship john james brock lesnar no no that's the no way in any way shape or form john jones brock lesnar john jones stipe i'm watching it in the morning um, sorry, Brock Stipe, Brock John Jones. I'm watching it in the morning the next day after. Brock against, Brock against Nganu. I'm staying up. I'm getting a pizza. I'm getting Doritos. Yeah. And I'm watching that live. I'm staying, I'm staying up for any Brock Lesnar fight that happens. I'm staying up <laughs> until 7 a.m. I'm not even waking up. I'll stay up to watch Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I'm just not, I've not got that WWE draw for me. I just don't care about it <laughs> like I, I, think, I get why it's a huge draw but i'm not staying awake for a, a pro wrestler i don't know i think that fight and ganu <laughs> might actually kill him even though i love brock lesnar he has got a glass jaw <laughs> I, I think if he does come back i think 100 percent he's always going to be top of the card whether or not it's a title fight or not. Yeah. I think they have to put him in the title fight in some cards to make him top of the card. McGregor Treatment right there. He's always going to be pay-per-view. He's always going to be top of the card. He just gets that many eyes on him. Right, so yeah. we all cleared off on that one. Um, this one's an interesting... I asked this last episode. It was very interesting. You can only say one name for this because this is literally one you can talk about for hours on end. So Ooh. I only want one answer, no explanation. Whose reign was better? Anderson Silver at middleweight or John Jones at light heavyweight? Oh. Dead silence. The airways have gone quiet. (laughs) I don't know. I I, I don't feel ready to commit to an answer, but I've got to say... I'm going through the title fights and I'm thinking of who beat who. I'm going to go... I'm going to go John. Oh, do you know what? I, I'm gonna go Anderson. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I'm going. The the last guest I had on, um, they they said John, they said John, but I go Anderson Silver as well. So it's fifty fifty. Yeah. I, I, so the only thing that really brings me back to John was how young he was was when he was running through people. Yeah, that, especially that when he won the title as well. That's a big pull to John Jones. I think how much he dominated when he was so young, with like barely any experience in MMA, it is that was special. 
yeah, I, like I said, we can talk about it all day. So next one, this one, right? This one's obviously very, very um, another scenario. But who is the most interesting opponent for Khabib to fight if he returns? Oh, Charlie Olive. Interesting. Really? <laughs> I I like Charles Oliveira's transitions when he's taken down. He's landed in like calf slices. He he's take down the fence and fallen into a triangle is really impressive. And I uh, think his striking is now good enough to put questions on Khabib in the stand-up. If you get Khabib shooting from distance, I think Charles Oliveira can not feel as worried about being on the ground. Now, Khabib on top is fucking awful. But I think I'd, I'd be really keen to see how Charles Oliveira did on the bottom against him. Everybody else is just going to get dominated from half guard. Yeah, I mean, I guess the one guy there's a question mark over is uh, Chandler. But we've just not seen enough of him in the UFC to actually know kind of what he's like. Because it's very hard to tell what the level between Bellator and UFC is. Turns out, you know, he's pretty good, but we yeah. no idea. So, Chandler, so we won't talk about Chandler's performance too much, but carry on. All right, well, look, we'll put a question mark on Chandler. He's one potential, I don't know. I've got to agree with Charles Oliveira because he's just, he's, he's light, he, he's dark mode Tony Ferguson. He's just had his <laughs> hair and his skin switched. <laughs> Apart from that, he's so similar. And Ferguson for so long was seen as the interesting matchup for Khabib because decent striking, really good off his back, great jujitsu. That's Charles, that's Charles through and through. And, and, and who else is there? that Khabib either hasn't fought or hasn't fought someone who's a very similar style to. The only thing I would say about Charles Oliveira is there's a clear game plan and it's no open mat takedowns. If you take him down and pin him against the fence, you keep his shoulders against the fence, you eliminate a lot of the risk. So I I think Khabib probably would dominate, but in terms of what's the most interesting, I think Khabib's going to dominate everybody in the wrestling. So why not have it with somebody with a really good back game? I think we've seen just about everything else. Interesting has to be Khabib. No, Khabib. Uh, interesting has to be Oliveira. <laughs> well, really screwed up that emphatic statement there, didn't yeah. I? <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you hear me, by the way? Yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, we go, yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know. If, can you hear me, did you say? Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just the mute button that said it was a bit dodgy. But um, I've, I've heard people say you should go up to welterweight and fight Usman. And become the double champ, but I can't see Khabib doing that as a person. Like, yeah, Khabib's me. not going up to welterweight. That's insane. It's not yeah, like he's, not he's that. Again. He's gone. Firstly, <laughs> he's not fighting again. He's he's not doing it. Um, and secondly, he, people have talked about this before about him going up. I, I know he has had real hassle with his weight, but it turns out he didn't get a fucking nutritionist until about a year and a half ago which was wild that he got that far without a nutritionist for so long Uh, as soon as he got that he dropped to the weight easily he said it was the easiest cut of his life he actually had a six-pack which was like in hindsight weird he'd never had one up to that point i reckon he would go down rather than going up yeah like featherweight he'd not never make featherweight you know, he he was talking about it at one point. He's it'd be, a, it'd be Davidson's Figueredo situation right there. Like, it would take a couple of fights to get really into it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, to, to be honest, I think even then, 
I just don't think he's likely to change division. And also, I, I don't think it really works for most people. Um, people talk about people changing weight divisions all the time, but how often does it work? Like, it almost always goes tits up unless you take a really long time to do it. And even then, like, you know, people's, those weight classes aren't like, they're not tiny. I know there are some t people in between weight classes that makes it difficult, but actually the difference between someone who's 170 pounds and 185 pounds is pretty considerable when you put them side by side. Oh yeah. He's I mean, just not got the frame to necessarily change divisions. Usman must start his camp at about 200 pounds. Like, he's, he's, I think he's considerably bigger than Khabib. I, I think it'd be a good fight, actually. I, I think it'd be, I think it'd nullify some of the kind of extra points Khabib gets at lightweight. I think he'd lose a bit of strength in comparison to Usman. I think his wrestling wouldn't be as effective. I think it'd be a really good fight. I, I agree with Robbie, though. I just don't see him changing weight class. I think the only fight that really gets him, like, all ready to go was the GSP one. And that's, that's what I was about to say. That's the well end of the fight I pick. I pick GSP because not you. You guys are looking at. I feel like from a, a MMA fan perspective, if Khabib returns against Charlie Oliveira, my neighbor who only watches Conor McGregor isn't going to tune into that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's going to be one of them things where GSP or Conor McGregor too, which won't happen. But GSP, they, they're yeah. the fights that Khabib knows he'll come back for, right? Because so I think that's the thing. There's two sides to it. There's nerds like me and Robert who like watching every intricate detail and who's yeah. the most stylistic matchup. And then there's the which one actually brings Khabib back and makes him the most money. And that is not Charles Oliveira. Oh, no, not one bit. <laughs> no, no. Well, I don't think we were talking about necessarily the most likely matchup. Yeah. 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 It depends what you mean by interesting. Yeah, true. It's very... Uh subjective i guess but i guess we're talking about interesting and possibly dangerous for khabib not necessarily interesting in creating a story and yeah. a draw right i think either way either gsp or charles Oliveira would be a great fight right yeah i'd watch both of them i'd have no issues with that <laughs> final final question uh, for these little scenario things is jorge masvidal still a contender for the title and if so, can he win the belt? I'm talking right now in the current climate of the welterweight division. No, no, uh, no. Oh, like, oh, you can't, because I think we're about it, to disagree. Here. <laughs> <laughs> like, why would he? What? Because he had a short camp last time he fought for the title. His style yes. was. Oh my! His God. style was oh not God. designed to beat Usman. His style is terrible against Usman I saw that matchup I was just like I know which way this is going like he has always struggled against wrestlers he's not fought anyone for a long like any like decent wrestler for a long time so there's no reason for me to think differently Usman Ben Askren like, was 19 and 0 and he had the greatest knockout that's, ever that's Ben that's in that's erroneous data that's <laughs> such an outlier I can't that's, that's, me, that's me being biased right there but let, <laughs> let me put this point across Jorge Masvidal with a full camp beats Kamaru Usman trust me okay let me let me go one more than Robert Jorge Masvidal is a 0.5 fighter he wins one he loses one he got onto a wave I hit the wave 
and he took it and he rode it and he made a shitload of money. He's not an elite welterweight. Oh, okay. You know what, Lee? I think you're being a bit harsh. I think that there was a big hype train behind him before it was very well established that he was that good. He has got a lot better lately. Like his stand-up's brilliant. He doesn't have the wrestling prowess to defend against the upper echelons of the division. I do watch all of his like documentary episodes because he he has like a pretty much a full-time TV show that he just sells, and he wrestles every day, pretty much like five days. Does it make much difference compared to Usman? Maybe not. Yeah, I mean, maybe a year's training doesn't catch up with Usman, but I really do think that not... And I'll tell you what, not only was he fighting with Kim, like, you know, the Kimbo Slice stuff, that's legendary towards his name, not really stylistically, but the split decisions he lost and won, he put shows on, he's a great fighter, and I think, and I do, I do think, um, I do think he's uh, really going to... I think he can beat Usman. Second I think he's interested. I think he's really interested. He beats Covington. He knows how to he sell a fight. He beats Covington. And he'll prove oh, God, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, are no. you mad? Like, what? <laughs> no, <laughs> Call me Covington. Wrestlers are his absolute kryptonite. Wrestlers will crush him every time. Okay, when this fight is booked, I think I'm going to watch this with you too. Just Mate, a hundred percent, and we're putting money on it. And like, oh, <laughs> I'm putting my house on it. I'm putting the house on it. <laughs> Smashes coming soon. I'm telling you that now. It's, okay, you put that, you put on that the air. You you put that on the internet. It's never going back. You're putting your house on it. All right, let me let me just say this. I'm not putting my house on it because I don't own a house. But I, I am. I will put money down on it with you. That. Masvidal beats coming soon. We can have a friendly bet when that happens because I'm right. very confident. <laughs> I'm very confident about this, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, if I, I don't want to rob you. I don't want to take easy money off you too. <laughs> for decision making. <laughs> I, I just, I think the wrestling is way too much for him in that fight. I, I think Covington will come forward. Covington's style, I don't like Covington. He's a dick. Um, but his style is really smothering because he doesn't try and knock you out. He throws a lot of strikes just to distract you to open up the takedown, and he puts constant pressure to put you on the back foot. And I think if we saw anything with the Usman fight, is he's not great at getting off the cage. So he's going to get pushed against the cage. Kobe's going to take him down and keep him there. Masvidal likes fighting against the cage as well. He likes fighting... He likes fighting with his back against it, lowering his shoulders to throw the big hooks. As soon as you drop that shoulder, he's going to jump in on a single leg. It's going to, I don't think he should use that tactic against Colby if it does happen. But going back to the question, I, oh, I do want to say he can still win the belt, but I don't want to be biased. I genuinely think he can still win the... I think when you say win the belt, like, do you mean against Usman in particular? Usman or Burns? Whoever wins... Do you get, do you get what I mean? Because if he beats Covington, he obviously fights... The winner of Usman and Burns, that's got to be the next fight. All right. Uh, you know what? I, I, I would give him a much better chance against Burns. Yeah. I guess Burns does stand up, but he is a wrestler, right? Burns is still a wrestler. So... I, I think his wrestling's probably the weakest out of those three we've mentioned. Which I can't, then... I can't lie. The Masvidal starts back up. Out of the top five, they've all lost against top five contenders 14 times. Masvidal's lost against top five contenders 15 times on his own. Right, the stats aren't there to show that he's a... Yeah, I get so on I'm, his... I've just pulled up 
the rankings, right? And we can moan about the rankings afterwards because they're squirrely at best. But Usman, I think he loses to. Colby, I think he loses to. Gilbert Burns, I'd give him a shot. Kiesa, I think he probably beats. Woodley's past it. He's already beat then, Kiesa, don't forget. Uh, yeah, shit, he did. And then you've got Nate Diaz and Stephen Thompson, which I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably say he beats both of them. So, do you know what? Depending on how the division kind of works out, he could end up with the belt. I think Covington and Usman are the two worst matchups for him, though, in that division. Right, yeah. Can I just say, Thompson, what's Thompson at? Number seven? Thompson's eight. That is fucking wild to me. Top five. (laughs) Top five for me. Uh, just like, how, how long ago was it that we were like fucking Woodley, Thompson, and Damian Meyer? They are absolute gods yeah, in this division. That was like time. two years ago, right? Yeah. <laughs> Wild. That's all changed. Like, yeah. I mean, it's one of them, though, isn't it? He's a really nice, understated guy. But I think that's not... Thompson's one of the most underrated fighters, maybe ever. He'd never yeah, get. Uh, do you guys agree? He never gets the respect that he deserves. Yeah, and he he's had some really like bad decisions. He didn't he didn't get beat off till. Yeah, a lot of people he, he won that fight. And do you um, think that was because of the where it was because it was in England. Do you feel it was like? in Liverpool, wasn't it? It was like yeah. Till's home. Oh, you know what though? That's not actually a thing. Um, MMA fighters tend to lose more. In a home stadium, than they win. Yeah. Everyone, everyone keeps saying this. Everyone keeps being like, "I think he won because he had the home team advantage." Just very little evidence of a home team advantage in MMA. If anything, I, it's I, think, I personally think he won. I do think he won. I gave him the fight. Who, Thompson or Till? Till. You think Till? Well, yeah, this, well, this is the thing, though. Whether he, okay, but whether he won or lost. That match was really fucking close. Mm. And it was kind of harsh that then Thompson began dropping down the rankings. That's it. It had such a negative impact on his rankings and where he sits in the division. I, I think he's not seven and eight. He's, he is five, like top five. Yeah, top five for sure. We've properly kind of digressed from your question there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's good to be good. Maybe even Thompson higher than Masvidal, right? Because... Thompson's names that he's beat. Yeah, I mean, I think he might have beat Woodley in that match, but I think Woodley's I think Woodley's gone now. I think the Woodley that put fear into everybody's heart a few years ago has dissipated. Till beats Woodley now. Even if Till came back down to well to where, I think Till might even beat him. Because Woodley I, mean, yeah. I think Till would beat him, yeah. Shall I any power on that fight though? Because I won a lot of money betting on Woodley. Actually, <laughs> yeah. I, I should have bet. On, like the thing is, I just don't bet when I, even when I'm super confident. I just more forget to than anything else. That was kind of mad that Till was the favorite in that matchup. Yeah, as soon as I saw he was the favorite, I was like, nope, you've got to put money on this one. You get a lot on it. I got quite a bit on it. <laughs> I thought, oh, is that what you get on it? I can't remember. I uh, don't divulge my bets. Oh, his girlfriend's going to look at this later. That's what I mean. If Genesis is having a chance there, she'll kill me. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I don't, to be fair, I think Woodley doesn't beat half the people he beat during his reign, right? Yeah. It, it happens with fighters, though, doesn't it? Like, yeah, yeah of course. He's but getting he, older. He what the hell happened? 
Sorry, mate. Oh, you all spoke at once there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like now and then they just plummet off a cliff. Like what happened to Carlos Condit? Uh, what happened to, oh, I don't know, like uh, Anderson Silva to an extent, like as soon yeah. as he lost one, he, like I know he had injuries and stuff, but even so he was well, a god beforehand and he's <laughs> flopped universally afterwards. His problem was Usada, though, wasn't it? <laughs> Potentially. Yeah, he got done loads. I remember when he was fighting Bisping in London and Bisping was just tearing into him. He's been like, yeah, without, you're a cheat. You're a cheat. Uh, you can do it without steroids. You're on steroids. I think he popped two or three times. Oh, damn. Bisping might just be the... Fl- you know what? I'm going to add it to the questions. Who is the best trash talk in UFC history? Chael Sonnen or McGregor? Chael Sonnen. I watched a solid. (laughs) I watched a solid. Like just uh, last weekend, um, we were laughing about. I can't remember who said what. We were laughing about it, and I had to show my girlfriend. I was like, "Look at this guy!" And all I meant to show her was the story about Big Nog eating the carrot. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Not eating the carrot, feeding the bus a carrot. And but this whole it was a compilation of. Half an hour of Chael Sonnen, and we just binged the whole thing. There was that one where so entertained by a fighter in my to, life. When he goes to, uh, I think it's when he's fighting Vandoy Silva, and he goes, uh, "Did you know the Brazilians actually invented toothbrushes, and they called it toothbrush because they only have one tooth?" And then, <laughs> <laughs> and have you seen the clip on the Ultimate Fighter when uh, they're about to, <laughs> they're about to get into the fight and he shoots for the takedown? Yeah, and that that engagement with those two on the Ultimate Fighter is hilarious because Chael was just poking and poking and poking, and they never show the clip of Chael just being a dick for hours. And like you can see that uh, he can't, he like he can't race it. He can't give him any words back. And Chael's just like poking, 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 and then he has to just start fighting. It's so good, but by far head and shoulders above Chael. Connor lost all. Of the respect I had left for him in terms of trash talk with the Khabib stuff, I, I thought yeah. that was way too far. It, it, it was virgin on racist at times, and it, it was bullshit. I think I can't lie, McGregor. I've never seen someone be humiliated as much as Aldo did. That was a pure rip down. It was. Oh, I'll tell you the thing about Aldo though is that how long it went on for and the yeah. scale of it. Yeah. They had them on TV shows back to back. Yeah. To, back. The, the, to be fair to Connor, the thing he did with the belt with Aldo was actually brilliant. Like, I oh really my God. I was about to, when he has his legs up, he tees him up perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> I know everybody sits back and then suddenly the belt comes up and he's like, that was, that was enjoyable. The Aldo promo stuff was great. Like that was worked really well. Yeah. I, thought first, I thought the first Diaz was as well. The second one, again, went a bit too far. The Mayweather one was just a sideshow. Oh my! No, I thought I thought Mayweather one was funny. Actually, I, I quite I I enjoyed it. I, it I was trash it was TV, TV, but yeah, yeah. It was I just think every single one of them. <laughs> Did you actually? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, don't forget. At the time, I was about sixteen, and I'm a big boxing fan. That no no one watches boxing in my school, and I was confident that Mayweather was going to win. Obviously, and yeah. I knew how good Mayweather was at trash talking, but. When he pulled the school bag out and McGregor just went, oh, I can't even read. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, I think we're dying. I think oh, we're dying. Oh, God, what was the question? 
<laughs> Question was why is, is Masvidal still a contender? <laughs> um, I think we've uh, answered that and some other yeah. things aside. We've got to we got to name our best Bisping moment. Surely, best Bisping moment. Mine's after he won the belt and he's slightly drunk against Rockhold. That was brilliant. We, we, that was hilarious. I mean, conceive, believe, achieve, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that was really good. But you know what I really enjoyed? Not necessarily a line, but when uh, George versus uh, Bisping got announced oh, yeah. and he turned and he was in Vegas and he was clearly smashed for the first one. <laughs> like uh, just him turning up like that, dressed the way he was. George is like, are you intoxicated? He's like, am I intoxicated? Am I intoxicated? Yes, George, I'm in Vegas. <laughs> that was my favorite moment. I, I think he's got some real good bits on like the ultimate fighter with Mayhem Miller as well. Yeah. There's some really good bits on that. Oh, them three are just so elite. Definitely the top three trash talkers of UFC for sure. But yeah, Bisping gets a lot of stick and I really like him. I think he he I knew what he was. We're all English though. It's like English banter as well, isn't it? At the same time. And that's why yeah. a lot of Americans won't find it funny. It's just the accent as well when he's talking to Americans is just so funny. <laughs> <laughs> he is he's really good. I like Bisping. He he could build a fight really well. Yeah, very underrated. Even as a fighter, to be fair. Yeah, massively underrated. Um, I'm really glad he won the belt because I think it solidifies his career as like a elite fighter because he was always discounted. He was always under kind of underrated. And the yeah. fact now that he's got the belt, I think you have to put a bit of respect on his name. That you celebration was brilliant, by the way, when he just took his middle finger on the cage and he's going, <laughs> fuck, yeah. <laughs> it is weird, isn't it? How un- How poorly rated he was because he was always in like the top seven, right? Yeah. Like he's he's yeah. been in the top he's been in the top mix for a really long time. But no one ever says like, oh, it's only Jeremy Stevens. Like, oh, he's shit. Is it like? Yeah, but yeah. they're in the same kind of position. Why does Bisping just be like, oh, it's only Bisping? And I think it was only up until later in his career he never lost two in a row. He was always on the verge of title shots. Like. Okay, he lost a lot of title eliminated, but he was always up there competing. Um, I, I just think he was, I think because his style didn't produce massive highlights where people are kind of stiffened on the floor. You're like, oh, because the, the thing was he always hit soft, wasn't he? Yeah. His thing was always kind of pillow hands. He never hurt anybody. But he's another one. He's, I think one of his fights, he put his resting heart rate out and he was like 32. Like he was an elite level guy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do remember Why that. Could I could heart rate in the UFC. We got into the welterweight division a bit before, and I forgot to mention it, so I'm bringing it back now. How do you see the Leon Edwards Hamzat Shmaya fight going? Oh, I, I think I Leon Edwards is severely underrated. However, I don't know who would win. I'd have to think about. Um, Edwards uh, against wrestlers in general because he does a lot of really good work in the clinch. He is really fantastic in the clinch. And that's probably not what you want to be. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not, you know what, I'm not optimistic for Edwards, but I do think it's really sad how underrated he is. And not just underrated, 
British people tend to get really behind their fighters. We fucking love Michael Bisping. We fucking love Darren Till. And then Edwards were just like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> I think... I think he's brilliant, and I think it's going to be a much more interesting fight than everyone says it is, purely because Hamza Shmaya is so mainstream now in a way that a lot of casual fans will pick him because they don't know who Leon Edwards is. And Leon Edwards, don't forget, like we said, nine-fight win streak, Ariel Hawani says it every day of the week. And, <laughs> yeah, and I think it's going to be a very entertaining fight, and I'll, put, I'll pick Edwards. I'll pick Edwards for that. So I pick Edwards, and I think Is Edwards he... will win, but I think it's a good test because Hamza Shmaya has been knocking people out, been finishing people, looks great. This isn't finishing in the first round. And I think you get to see if Hamza Shmaya is actually a good fighter because he's going to go into second, probably third round and kind of get tested. And if I think if he, get past, if he gets past Edwards, he's actually up there. He's a really ready-to-go fighter higher up the division. Third in the, third in the world, but... Yeah, definitely be up there. There's that, that's a welterweight. Is he still betting around the middleweight and welterweight? Because he keeps jumping up and I think that was just getting fights and paydays oh, in yeah. Fight what Island. Was there with what was is that? That was middleweight, wasn't it? I'm not too sure. I can't remember. He jumped between welter and middle for a couple. It's hard to remember which one is which, but he has got a lot of hype behind him for not a lot of test. Yeah. yeah. Gerard, uh, look, Gerald looks like he pooed himself before the fight even started. His face looked like so worried. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, it's just surprising like um, how much people really get behind him and think that he's the next big thing. But who's he for that's like been a really interesting matchup, a really tough like fight for him to do? Oh, yeah, Is there anyone so far that we've looked at and been like, oh yeah, Kamzat will probably lose to him? We've either not known enough about him to care or known that he's going to smash it. Yeah, we don't like, like we said, he's hardly got any rounds in the bank as well. So you not get to see if he's got a gas tank because Edwards has got a gas tank and he can, he can work here. So I, I think it would be really interesting. Money's on Edwards, but I think I've bought into the hype a little bit. I think I've been like, I think I've bit, bit on the bait that the UFC have been throwing out. And I know I have, but I, I'm a bit of a, I think I'm not my. It was a middleweight fight, by the way, against Gerald. You know what? I, I, I'm not sure about um, Kamzak because uh, we don't know enough. I think he could end up being another sort of uh, Johnny Walker. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, he's going to be amazing. Like, he's fantastic. He, he, he might be the next guy to be champion. He might be next John Jones' next big test. Found was he was creative and interesting and overwhelmed people very quickly. But as soon as he ran into someone who gave him a lot of trouble, not that he's a bad fighter, but no one's saying he's going to beat John Jones anymore. Oh no, yeah. he's not got a test yet, has he? Oh wait, like even when you're talking about Johnny. Yeah. Johnny Walker. Yeah. I'm just saying that Gamzat might end up being kind of like that. We think he's going to be a God. We think he's going to shoot to the top, the top of the division because he's finished a few fights very quickly, but we have to see. So, suddenly people might be like oh yeah no he's like top five at best yeah people might change their minds very quickly mm -hmm. what i'm saying yeah i agree well he's when he when um johnny's trained with buddy what's his name um michael Pereira. that's it michelle Pereira. have you seen them training videos of them two diving around with each other 
Oh, no, is, yeah. but they're backflip central, aren't they? That's they're... awful. Making TikToks together, doing backflip knockouts and stuff. I've not seen that. That doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, his social media is hilarious. So I think like there's when where Johnny has a PS5, like his wife taps me, like throws his PS5 all the way across his pool. And like, it's just so stupid, but it's the most, it's the most like Johnny thing I'd ever see. <laughs> right, anyway. And, um, go ahead. UFC social media winner is above and beyond Derek Lewis. He's a hero. What? Der- Derek Lewis? Not yeah, Darren Till on Twitter? Uh, Darren Till on Twitter is pretty good. Yeah, Darren Till on Twitter is good. You know what? I have to, I'd give it to Darren Till because Derek Lewis, um, you know, Funny shit, but it's basically just reposting. Like it's not his own. Yeah, no. That, and Till's got that originality. That's what's yeah. to him. That what he said about the press conferences. Ah, oh, glad there was no swearing or arguments. Otherwise, I'd have to call the manager. <laughs> 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 he also paid for a cameo off my uh, my Perry as well, which is oh unreal. unreal. <laughs> right, so that's all the uh, quite well. Obviously, we diverted a. a a tiny bit, but just a little bit. <laughs> I'm almost an hour in. So we've got like pretty much three things left to talk about: the Chandler fight, the McGregor fight, and the future of the lightweight division. I feel like is the best thing to talk about right now. So before yeah. we get into the absolute, you guys are ready for this McGregor ripping. It seems like like you're excited <laughs> to talk about McGregor, but let's talk about Chandler Hooker because I was so excited for this fight. Maybe a same amount as McGregor Poirier because I've really wanted to see what Chandler could do and I love Hooker. So what are your overall thoughts on that that fight? So I th- I thought Hooker bit hard on the Chandler wrestling. So Chandler set him up by basically just stepping in and throwing the jab and the straights to the body and then looked like he was fainting for a takedown. Hooker, bu- Hooker bit hard and then the overhand was there. I, I feel sorry for him because it was... I like Hooker. I think he's a great fighter. I think he was so conscious of the wrestling, though. It put his striking uh, detriment. I think the good thing is it creates a hype on Chandler, though. So people now care about Chandler. He's probably had the most eyes on him he's ever had. I just don't know if he's there. He's definitely not enough to bring Khabib back. And I don't, I, I don't know. I, I think he's going to get the Poirier fight for the belt. And I think that'll be a really good test of how how good actually is Michael Chandler. I think I think I'd be a bit more complimentary of Michael Chandler compared to you off that performance. I would have thought that um, Dan Hooker would have been a really tough matchup before. Uh, I'm pretty sure Michael Chandler's had some real trouble with leg kicks and everything in the past. And Dan Hooker's whole game is all based around jab keep the distance leg kick people it's it's all built around those three aspects which i thought would have been really tough for chandler but he breezed through it i thought when i watched it i couldn't quite believe what happened (laughs) because i really i thought that i picked dan hooker to win and and i've seen chandler fights but that overhand was nasty and it was it was a lead overhand as well that that shocks me Cleaned him out as well. I mean, he's only he's doing work with Henry Hooft, and his striking's got a hell of a lot better. Like you want, I revised the Patricio fight in Bellator before it to see like what his weaknesses were, what he was doing, and he's a different fighter than what he was there. His striking is so much cleaner, and he was really impressive. Don't, that wasn't me kind of shitting on his performance. He was he was awesome. Yeah, I think 
he just set a perfect trap for Hooker. Yeah, the bait was good. The bait was good. And, you know, I, I know it's only a simple-ish sort of a strategy for fighting, but the, the just the very fact that he spotted that hand parrying down so frequently every time he threw that technique that he knew how to throw that overhand right. I don't know, the overhand that knocked... Um, that not hook her out just the fact that he could spot that so perfectly and knew exactly how to capitalize on it and did capitalize on it excellently that's not someone who's like one-dimensional and is a wrestler he's got legit striking skills and he knows how to spot a pattern when he finds one yeah i think he also did the right thing as well afterwards and I, equally as important to the performance he said the right thing on the microphone he struck a promo he was vocal. He called somebody out. It's kind of the checklist of things you should do to have people give a shit about you in yeah. the US. I was just about to say the debut was perfect because he set his next fight up in a way, kind of, and he left it open with no, without being too cocky. And even though, and obviously, while we spoke about Brock Lesnar early, he hit the Ric Flair. Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> he hit the 1992 Ric Flair promo. With the, all he had to do was that like, say he had a tear in his eye at the beginning, and then yeah, I mean. <laughs> But um, yeah, it was great. I thought it was great that he obviously called all three of them out in a not in a big-headed way. And yeah, he didn't make himself unappealing to the fans who were watching it because there's a lot of people who saw him for the first time and then they see him now. He's hyped up. He looks like what a casual thinks a fighter should look like. He's jacked. He's in great shape. He was knocking people's spark out. I think he did all everything right for his career going forward. I think. I think that's all the points on Chandler and Hooker. So, next, McGregor versus Poirier. <laughs> who wants to start? Who's ready? Who wants to... One you two want to rip him from the way you came into this. Well, that one you two take. Uh, I don't really want to rip him. I, I think, um, I think firstly, people talking about McGregor not looking as good is really taking away from Dustin. I think it's a stupid thing to say that McGregor doesn't look good. He looked... As he always does, he modified his style as he always does, and, and you know uh, it was a very well executed fight from Poirier. I, I think Conor looked fine though. <laughs> I think just to start this off, I'd like I'd love nothing more to rip into the old Conor McGregor. I think we've put it in our group chat. Dad Conor McGregor is like likable. Like I like Dad Conor yeah. McGregor. Uh, but no. <sighs> There's a thing Luke Thomas did around, I've been following it on his YouTube, around uh, Connor's striking style and how he was a lot more flat-footed and that kind of left him susceptible to the leg kicks. And I, I just think stylistically, he, he got caught. He, he kind of expected to knock him out. I think he kept saying, I want it to be a war. I want it to be a war. I, he was fully expecting to knock him out in 60 seconds. And I think yeah. he got caught on that. I, I think the first round, I, I gave him the first round. I thought he won the first round. He changes, he changed his whole, yeah. he changed his whole start. Go, go ahead, Robbie. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he did win the first round, but I mean, that's not exactly rare in a championship fight unless someone's absolutely dominating it to give up the first round to set up what they're going to do next, which is exactly what happened. I do, I do think he shouldn't have changed because he had that karate type stance, right? When he was coming mm -hmm. in, he always used to attack first. 
He was, and I know you like you said, you can't focus on Connor's flaws. You have to praise Dustin as well, but Connor shouldn't have changed his style up. I really think that you messed it up there because he's really closed, really knit, like tight. And he had a boxer stance, and I know he's fighting Manny Pacquiao where he wanted to, but I think he was too focused on his new boxing style than what beat a lot of people the first time. That's a good point, actually, because he has, he's has he been fighting for the Pacquiao fight for a long time. He's gone back to Crumlin Boxing Gym where he used to train as a kid. His, his camp was probably really boxing heavy. And yeah. Dustin Poirier played into that, into the build-up. Well, he was he, talking about McGregor leaves camp, doesn't he? He picks all the sessions and everything. Yeah. So I, I, I think Poirier played to it. He was kind of like, we're going to have a boxing fight. And then the first thing he did was throw a real heavy calf kick. I don't know, though, because I, I kind of think people are trying to have it both ways with this stance change, because sometimes they're like, oh, he used to have a karate style, which is notorious for being wide and low. Can I just add people are like, oh, he moved away from a karate style and that made him susceptible to the leg kick. Karate style is meant to be really susceptible to the leg kick. It's low and it's deep. Why did this style make him more susceptible to the leg kick? I would have thought that a calf kick especially. If you're in a deep, wide stance, very bladed, which is what he was compared to compared to now, that seems extremely vulnerable, especially to the calf kick. But everyone says that now his style has made him more vulnerable. I don't really understand. I think the thing people are picking up on isn't the stance so much as the mobility. He was always bouncing. And I think they're saying he sacrificed the bounce for cardio, where you can then can't have a wide stance without that bounce, with the range blocking, with your arm out. And I think that's where he's been set. Where he's, he's gone flat-footed in the stance. Yeah, I agree. Like, for example, when he had that karate, karate style, he, he threw high kicks more. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he was looking to have a replicated boxing match in an octagon. I think that's what his plan was enough. I don't know. You can go back and forth for all day. Was, was the team right that he picked? Was it right going back to a boxing gym? But... At the end of the day, we wouldn't have been saying this if he lost. And Poirier yeah. did an exceptional job, right? Like, exceptional. Yeah, and, and there were some really interesting things where I think Connor didn't expect such a good game plan from Poirier. That's one thing, because Poirier is like, he is, does a lot of shifting, um, and... I think it was some of the ways that he moved. It seemed like Poirier was just a few steps ahead of him in the in the game. The fact that he was dropping the count of the uh, check right hooks perfectly, and he wasn't getting hit by the left hand. He was getting jabbed pretty badly, but the left hand wasn't ever there. Uh, Poirier, for whatever reason, just had the movement to really avoid Connor's dangerous shots. And Connor seemed to be leading to the things that Poirier does often, not realizing that he's taken away some of those habits if that makes sense yeah i do get you there and god what's your points on poirier lee no i i thought he was brilliant i thought he when the finishing sequence where he turned him off the cage where poirier added back to the cage and turned him was that was brilliant that was really really good to watch i watched it back though and it wasn't as bad as people are making out, Connor didn't look terrible. No, Connor won the first round convincingly. But he's been written off in the media, and the memes don't help. He didn't, he like, didn't get knocked out. He's like, 
the second the fight finished, he was so close. It was a leg that really stopped him, and that's why I mean, he down. It was the thing that dropped him was that he pivoted into the hook. Yeah, and that that was where it dropped him. He dropped his shoulder into the hook, and that that was the one that dropped him. And then he was going to just taking shots, but it wasn't that uncompetitive. It was very competitive, and he just lost the fight in that round in that kind of sequence. I I don't think he's that far away from coming back. I think he's going to get a gimme fight. I think it basically means now we get uh, Diaz McGregor three, and I think. After that, I think they'll try and put him back in with Poirier again. I'd, I'd be keen to watch it again. I think they put Poirier in before Diaz. You reckon they go straight rematch? At the end of the day, Dana White bends over for Conor McGregor in the least. Yeah. You know I mean, McGregor is still that draw. And I'd say if he has a the third match against Poirier, it will sell just as good as this one. It's not like so McGregor... do they do the third straight away and put the belt on it? Strip Khabib, do the third fight and put the belt on it. I'm not sorry. Why isn't Khabib stripped? Like he keeps saying he's retired and he's not going to fight. He's not really stripping someone if he's like, I'm not fighting anymore. Yeah. <laughs> why is he thing, still the champion? My thing with Khabib, right? Sir. Pardon? He wants a professional football contract, doesn't he? So I did see that. Yeah. My thing with Khabib, and I know Michael Bisping did this, and I listened to his podcast when he said he did it. My thing with Khabib is if he's not taking himself out of the USADA testing pool. Dana White is well within his rights to go after him and say, let's get you back on a fight. I'll give you more money. If Khabib really has retired, he'll have removed himself from USADA. And I don't know the answer. If Khabib's removed himself from USADA, take the belt off him because he's good to go. If he's still in USADA, I can see why Dana White is trying to get him to come back with cash. Okay, right. That is a fair reason to not make him take him off champion. Actually, that makes me think is how serious he is about... um, how serious he is about quitting and retiring. You got to wonder. Said it, Bisping said it really candidly, where he was like, I know I'm going to get that itch. And they're going to be like, do you fancy taking a fight in three weeks short notice? And he's going to be like, yeah. He's like, and I had to take myself out of USADA, so I couldn't do that. Well, look at, well, not only is Umar, his younger brother, Umar Namaga made of fighting. That's why I think he's not taking his name out. He's still involved in fighting. He's still involved mm-hmm. in the UFC and, the more, the more he's involved, the more he wants to do it, right? And Islam Makachev's got a fight coming up. Just, it's, it all adds up to him. I reckon he, he'll be back by October after Ramadan. Yeah, you know I mean, because obviously he never fights during that because of his uh, religion. So Yeah. There's commercially yeah. as well, though, about taking Khabib to Russia and letting him fight in Russia. And do you like what they did for McGregor in Dublin? Yeah, and stacking the card with Islam Makachev, his brother, people from ATT who train with him, and stacking the card, doing it in Moscow. It's like what they do for the Brazil cards, right? Exactly, yeah. And making Khabib the focal point of this is the Russian card. He's already a megastar in Russia. You just make that bigger. The UFC are basically sat there going, how many millions did we make? Yeah. And I think we forget, kind of, we buy into the US, and the US is where you make kind of like, there's a lot of damn people in Russia who are cheering for Khabib. It's not, it's not just Russia, though. It's the whole Middle East, by the sounds of things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's yeah. huge in the Muslim world. Like, and, and just even here, like my Muslim mates who don't have any interest in the UFC, when Khabib fights, they're like, let's fucking go. It's like, <laughs> it's like Connor for, like, you know, most of the people I grew up with or anyone in Ireland. It's like, 
don't care about UFC, but he fights and they go, except just a completely different different demographic. Yeah. Oh no, completely. Yeah. And I think not only does it help business in general, but he he is he is the probably the biggest Muslim in the world at the moment. Yeah, only one I can think of bigger, maybe Mo Salah. That's it. The, the one and two is him and Mo Salah, isn't it? And exactly. they're probably interchangeable between one and two. And I, I don't know. I, I think and not only just the Muslims, everyone tunes into Khabib. My dad doesn't watch UFC. He knows a, a bit, but he says the only thing he will stay up for is Khabib, right? And we're not Muslim. We're, he's not a diehard UFC fan, but he has that draw, doesn't he? Yeah. I, I, I think there's, they're brewing something. They, they really, Dana's got something in his mind because I don't know if you watched that Looking for a Fight. Oh, he was ruined something. What the fuck is this, Lee? He was so needy. With, he was so needy with Khabib. He was sat next yeah. to him and he's like, "This is trending bigger than you and Connor. Imagine what you and Connor would do again." <laughs> and it's like he was so needy and so desperate. And I, I think it, there's a card in his mind. He's got planned and whatever. But I think there's something Dana's planned, and I think until Khabib retires officially and takes himself out of USADA. These rumours are not going anywhere. I agree. Um, it's one of them things we just can't quite put our finger on it until something else is said. And like like one of you, two, I think it was you, Robbie, like that Russia card would really just not only change the UFC's business as a whole, but change the whole way could be like that Russian Muslim air things like it'll just blow it'll just blow the company up surely right yeah. there's only benefits from it putting could be one at the top i wonder why they haven't i wonder why they haven't yet what's the difficulty wasn't that a plan they was planning on doing it yeah um and then covid kicked in there's oh really called COVID, but, all the time. Sorry, <laughs> but they could have done it years ago why no, have they I never know. done a card in russia it's like this all the time, though. Why is it? How's how's there only been one island show when McGregor's the biggest UFC star ever, right? So the island thing is the time difference. So yeah. they hate doing anything this side because of the time difference. It screws them on pay per views in the US because when Bisping fought in Manchester, they had to fight at like four in the morning. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It depends who you're going to put on the card. They're not going to put Connor on. Well unless it's against Khabib, they're not going to put Connor versus someone else on the Russia card because Pointless. that's a huge in the English-speaking world. That's a huge draw in the US. So you want it on US or, or, or even like Brazilian, anywhere in South American, or Mexican type. Like that, that's a huge area. Like Mexico's, I think, big on the UFC. Brazil obviously is because there's so many yeah. fighters there. The US, obviously the biggest market in Canada as well. Yeah. You have to look at the country, though, because the UFC makes most of their money from pay-per-view buyers, and that's mostly in the US. Like, up until last year, maybe, we didn't have to pay for UFC. Suddenly, BT Sport have put, like, the big cards on pay-per-view. And, like, we're don't sl- it's only two or three a year, though. We are still quite lucky on that, aren't like, we? It, spends you, it costs you £20, and if you're into it, it's fine. I think... When you look at doing it in Russia, it's probably on free TV like what we used to get just to try and build the sport. Yeah. And I think it, they're, they're, they're always going to do the pay-per-views in the US because that gives them the most money. The gate gives them hardly anything. They need well, they the do, They do the occasional pay-per-view in London. They are pay-per-views sometimes, right? 
I mean, it's a fight night card at best. The last pay-per-view we had was Bisping because he had the belt. Like, when was, have you ever looked at the London cards? I stopped going to them because the cards are shit. I'm yeah, fine. If I could, but I'm not traveling five hours to watch bloody, yeah, I mean, two unranked competitors, bloody, I don't know. Also, I'd rather go and watch Cage Warriors. Like, it's a better atmosphere. It's better fights. If you want to watch UK fights, I'd go Cage Warriors over a UFC fight card in London. I'd rather see Jack Grant than anyone else unranked in the UFC at times. It's one of them, isn't it? I say, unlike what Cage Warriors, when Paddy Pimlet was big and like he was like his hype train was unreal. Like he was great to watch. Yeah. So I think that summarized that kind of fight. So, final question. We kind of mentioned it, but where does this leave the lightweight division? So, I mean, because we've already spoke about it, I'll just say it as simple as possible. Who is what? Hap- what is this title fight? What is the next title fight? Oh, um, that well, that's got to be Dustin versus. That's a few of- options, but Gaethje, his last fight was a loss, admittedly to Habib, but I feel like he has to win something first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's already fought Poirier. Yeah, I mean, one of the worst who- things about the sport is what have you done for me lately? Which I think means Charles Oliveira is going to get pushed away. You think? Yeah. I think he goes second to Michael Chandler. Knocking somebody out on a McGregor pay-per-view probably does more for people wanting to see you fight than what Charles Oliveira has done in his career. I say, yeah, I that's, that's fair. I say Poirier Chandler. That's my answer right there. I think what I think they'll do is Poirier Chandler. No, you know what though? I, I wonder if they will because Poirier obviously took a bit more of a beating in that fight versus uh, Chandler. Like, didn't get a scratch on him. Mm-hmm. Chandler Oliveira for a, for a title eliminator, maybe. And yeah. then they put him against Poirier potentially. But I don't like those fights because then you you lose a contender. So if one of them loses, who's next in line to get a title fight? Yeah, you've got a good. Uh, the title fights here. You do Poirier well, against Chandler. Next man up is Oliveira. Gage, if Conor McGregor uh, can win a fight, then he's no, there. E- easy solution. You put someone like, I don't know, maybe Hooker versus Gaethje. Yep. One yeah. of them wins immediately in the title in the title mix. You've then got three potential contenders to pick from. Like That's, that's easy matchmaking in terms of making fights. Yeah, for me, I, I think they go in Poirier, Chandler, I think they're going to give McGregor a bit of a gimme fight and then try and work him into the next one. Yeah. So. I think that's a bit of a shame that they'd give Connor a gimme fight versus there are interesting fights for him to have at that division. Like, would you, <laughs> would you reckon like uh, Connor versus uh, Gaethje? No, Ferguson. I'd love to see the Ferguson. Give him Diego fight. Sanchez. That's who he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Like, Ferguson yeah, McGregor for me. Coach. That'd be good to watch. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> I think we're all sold on that then. So that wraps everything up. We're all happy with that. We're all good. Yeah, I think we've put... Sorry for going off on so many tangents, but I think we've put the MMA world to rest. Oh, no, I've really enjoyed <laughs> it. it was, um, obviously, check check these guys out. Shout all your stuff out. Yeah, so we're... Um, it's combat all called Combat Thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> combat <laughs> it's thoughts Combat Thoughts around. everywhere. Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. Wherever it's, you get your podcasts... Have a listen. Let us know what you think. 
Yeah, uh, definitely. We can't promise we don't go off as an on many tangents because we often do. <laughs> uh, yeah, so check, obviously, if you, if you, if anyone listening to this wants to agree or disagree or just get involved in a thingy, uh, Instagram, my Instagram, the fight rundown, at the fight rundown, message these lot, and uh, we're always in for a conversation. So uh, thank you guys for hopping on. And um, yeah, appreciate it. No, cheers. It was good fun. Thanks. Nice one. Cheers, Jay.